0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Thank you guys for joining in on my podcast, Uh, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys, thank you guys for joining in this wonderful day because this, once again, is the day that the Lord has made, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to again rejoice and be glad that I'm alive in it. Give me one moment, one minute and one second, and I'll be right back with you guys. We're gonna we're gonna talk today about understanding the fight. Do you understand the fight? And but before we get into this message, we're going to first pray. Before we get into the message, thank you guys again for joining in. For those of you just joining in, thank you for joining in. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Today, we're going to talk about understanding the fight. Do you understand the fight? We're going to be coming from Ephesians 6 and 12. So if you guys are following along, um, join in. Um, We're going to pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are in the midst of us. When we're joined together in your name, there you are in the midst of us, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you for your healing power, for your delivering power, Father, um, for manifesting yourself in our lives, for comforting us, encouraging us, and for convicting us, Father God. Uh, we give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father, as you give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Give us a rhema word, Father God. And as we speak, as I speak, Father, I ask that you speak through me, Father. I yield my members unto you, Lord. I yield my members to you. For you said whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're servant to, Father God. So I yield my members to you. And I declare and decree that I am a servant to you. Use me however you see fit, Father. And I thank you for your word of deliverance right now and healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. We're getting ready to start Ephesians 6 and 12. What does the word of God say to us about Ephesians 6 and 12? Well, we know that he tells us in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. Um, in high places right so what is he saying we're wrestling not against flesh and blood people that our fight is not against flesh and blood people but our fight is against demonic activity am I right about that he said we're not wrestling against flesh and blood human beings we're not wrestling against flesh and blood human beings So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood human beings. What are we wrestling against? What are we wrestling against? Um, We're wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is demonic activity. This is why the Lord said, you know what? We need to be sober and we need to be alert because your adversary, how many of you know that we do have an adversary, and I got some good news for you, it's not your husband, it's not your children, it's not your kids, it's not your boss, our adversary, the Bible say, is the devil, uh, so would be alert, because your adversary, the devil, he's going about seeking whom he may devour, he wants to catch us off guard, he wants us to think that it's the person, when it when all along is him behind the scenes instigating the whole entire thing. Ephesians 6 and 12 English Standard Version says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the presence darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We are in a spiritual warfare. And you know what? The devil likes it when we don't believe it. How many of you know that the devil likes it when we don't believe that we are in a spiritual warfare. You know, 2 Corinthians 5 and 16 tells us, we know no man therefore by the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Uh, We no longer know Christ uh, by the flesh. We used to know him by the flesh when he was walking on the earth. But how many of you know that God is a spirit and those that worship him us worship him in the spirit and truth. Jesus is sitting on the right hand side of the Father right now making intercessions on our behalf. But what he did do before he left, he said, I'm not gonna leave you comforted, I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. He left us with the Holy Spirit and he gave us his power and I said, I'm gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. How many of you guys are using the keys? You know the keys represent authority, right? When you have keys to something, whether it's to a car, to a house, or whatever, that represents that you have the right to uh, access, the right of access. That keys represents authority. I have a right to drive this car. I have the right to go into this house because I have the keys up to access. These keys are going to access. And the keys that Jesus Christ gave us is to access the power of the Holy Ghost. I give you power and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you should loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. is that what he said? Yes, he did. um so he didn't not only did he not leave us comfortless, but he did not leave us powerless, but I give you the keys. he said, I give you the keys. and what are we supposed to do with those keys? Bind and loose and take authority over all demonic forces, over all demonic activity. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's given us his keys. We ha- In Jesus' name, we have power and authority to tread upon serpents. Uh, if we drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. We have power to cast out devils. Yes, I said that. We have power this is what i was saying yesterday uh, no, the devil is nothing to be feared if anything he needs to be afraid of us witches warlocks we serve you notice how about that if anybody's going to be on the run we're going to put the devil on the run but greater is he this is why we say this right greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world so we have to know when we're uh, uh, dealing with the devil and not dealing with the person So, Jesus tells us in John 10:10, he said, I am the good shepherd, and I come that you might have life, and that you might have life more abundantly. But he says it's the thief that cometh not, but the steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you know that Christ is strategic? And when he says stuff, he says it in order for a specific reason, purpose. He does not use words loosely. So he says, steal, kill, and destroy. If the devil can steal the word, how many of you know the devil wants to steal the word? Because the word of God is our weapon of warfare. So when we're living life without the word, we're living life outside of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in a war. The war doesn't stop because you stop. Spend, we stop spending time with God. <laughs> Anything is intensifying. He wants the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of uh, riches to distract us so he can try to get us off focus, so he can get us to look at what's going on in the natural and forget about God in the spirit. Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Isn't that what we say? Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world? Meaning we got the greater one on the inside of us. Greater is he that's within me. Than he that's in the world. We say that we say that we say that what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? It means that the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of us is greater than the spirit of the, our adversary. The Antichrist spirit that's coming against us. But in order to use our power, we have to realize that we have it. We're not here. We're not called to run from demons. We're called to put demons to cast out demons greater is he. That's what they mean. When we understand the fight, we won't take things personal. We'll quit taking things personal, and instead of getting mad at each other, we'll be getting mad at the devil who's behind the scenes, instigating the whole entire thing, instigating the confusion, instigating the strife, instigating the argument, instigating the whole entire evil thing. When we see someone operating under the influence of the spirit, if it's lying If it's lying, cheating, stealing, killing, we know that this is the characteristics of demonic activity right we have to recognize he said be sober and be alert because your adversary the who is the devil is going about looking for someone seeking for someone to devour someone who's asleep someone who's not sober someone who's not alert someone who's carnal and not paying attention to what's going on around us um we the more we spend time with the lord he said draw nigh to me and i'll draw nigh to you or draw close to me and i'll draw close to you and the closer we draw to Christ the more sensitive we will become to demonic activity. Okay? The closer you come to Christ, who's real, and and, and and not only this, we'll understand, fear not, for God is with me. And because God is with me, no devil in hell can come against me because we are more than conquerors uh, through Christ Jesus. Everything that we're going through, Christ has already been through, and we're getting, we're able to enjoy the fruits of his labor, we are more than conquerors. With are the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Right? Greater is he. The spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. And we talk about this quite a bit. I want sit, to um, sit there just a minute. The spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. Jesus tells it. Matthew 16, 19. He has given us the keys. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's our weapon. If we don't know what the word of God says... We're in a war without a weapon. It's so urgent. It's so important that we get in the word of God. And um, use it. Use it. Use it as our weapon. We're in a word war. When the devil comes with the word, we come with the word. And um, like I was saying yesterday, when we get a word from the Lord look for the verb when we get a word look for the verb because the verb is the action word it's going to tell us what to do what our part is in doing that scripture no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned that's what that word says no weapon formed against us shall prosper weapons are words no matter what type of uh, strategies or device or schemes or plots or wicked plots and schemes the enemy tries to bring against us it will not prosper it cannot prosper how many of you know that the devil cannot curse what god has blessed but like i said earlier we can curse ourselves because when we're not doing what god tells us to do we open ourselves up to the curse the wages of sin is death remember Sin has consequences. It always does. It doesn't matter what. Whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, Lord, all I want to do is follow after you. When we understand the fight, we'll quit taking that attitude that's coming from through someone, um, coming through our spouse, through our children, the boss or whoever. We won't take that attitude And make it personal. We got to quit taking other people's behaviors and making it about us. They're not even their behaviors. We got to quit taking demonic behaviors and making it about us. How many of you know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy? And the same way that God used people, the devil used people. Um, We see it all throughout the Bible and we see it in real life. Um, but, but when we hear it and when we see it let's address it let's take authority over that thing devil i command you to loose on uh, my children i command you to loose um to loose my baby's mind loose them and let them go loose this person loose my boss. i command you to go in jesus name we ca- we, we have power to cast them out we get to tell the devil what to do you know god is the creator and that we have the creator in us. We have that same creative power, that same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The Bible tells us it lives on the inside of us. The same spirit, that same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Excuse me. It lives on the inside of us. How many of you will willing to say it one more time? Because you know I like to dwell on this. Our body is the temple. Of the Holy Ghost. So when we recognize the enemy, some of the, the things that we can see operating through him is called the works of the flesh. It's found over in Galatians 5 19 and 20, right? So when we see the devil operating through the works of the flesh, we know this is the devil manifesting himself. This is the characteristics of the demonic activity. And so when we see him operating, we need to just instantly take authority over him. Don't take it personal. When you understand the fight, you won't take on the offense because you'll remember, hey, this is not them. This is a devil using them because um, you know what? We don't even a lot of times. We're not even aware. I know before I became a Christian, I didn't even know there was a devil. OK, so a lot of times we don't know we're even being used. if we don't know the characteristics of. Of the of the, of the demonic activity. So the works of the flesh is the manifestations of demon, demonic activity. So what is the works of the flesh? Well, Galatians 5, 19 and 20. I'm getting ready to get off here in just a minute. I'm not going to be long today. Galatians 5, 19 and 20. Let me pull it up here. One moment here. Galatians 5. My phone is about to die. I'm not at home. Galatians 5 19. Let's see. One second. Anyways, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit and it tells us what the fruits of the Spirit is. And then it goes on, which is peace, love, joy, long suffering, gentleness. Um, I think that's Galatians 5 20. Five, it's 5 19 20 21. Let's look it up for sure. Galatians 5. That's going down here. But um it says um So uh Galatians five sixteen, let's start there. So I say, Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desire is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what and the and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other you know that's war that we have the flesh the flesh wants to do what it's, it wants to do and God wants us to do what he wants us to do and that's how we know that we're saved too, cuz we should have some conviction um when we're trying to go contrary to the word of God it says they are this uh they are co- in conflict with each other this is galatians 5 uh, 8, uh 17 so that you are not to do whatever you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law the acts of the flesh are obvious we're talking about the works of the flesh the works of the flesh are obvious sexual morality impurity debauchery idolatry witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fence of rage selfish ambition dissension factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god but what I, I wanted to bring out there is these are the manifestations. The, in other words, demons have personalities. Have you I remember what time the Lord said, Pearl, demons have personalities. And he was like, Look, Pearl, the same way you can see that Jezebel spirit in them, they can see the God in you. Demons have personality. Devils are spirits and demons don't die. Let's get this straight. Demons don't die, and this is why we're gonna always be dealing with prejudice and Murders and all this stuff because those demons don't die. Those demons that was there in Jesus' time, they're still here. Those demons that was back in slave, they're still here. Devils don't die. They're going to be dealt with in the end. Okay, so when we see these, even in our own lives, when we see read Galatians five nineteen twenty. Okay, when we see these things manifesting. Let's know that this is a demonic force. It's nothing personal. This is the devil using this person. And we're going to take authority over this. How about that? You don't have to even say it directly to them. You know, devil, I bind you. I cast you. I command you to loose your hold off of them and let them go. You know, that's what I do. I'm like, okay, we're not having this today, devil. I bind you. I take authority over you. I command you to go. Now, really think about this. In the natural, if someone came to your house and they was a showing out and just trying to take over and just do all kinds of stuff, you would take authority over there and you tell that person you got to go. You got to get up out of here. And that's the same way we have to do with the devil. Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together except they both agree? When we possess it, we confess it. We gotta quit walking in agreement with demonic activity. Saying demonic things like, this is my asthma, my arthritis, My, you know, let's watch our words because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Our words have created power. So we need to watch our words. Oh, I'm crazy. I'm about to lose my mind. I love you to death. Uh, If there was no luck, there wouldn't be no good luck or, you know, just things. We have to watch our words. The devil is watching over our words to perform his act like God is watching over his word to perform his word. So we have to watch our words. Watch our words. How can two walk together except they both agree? My anxiety. When we're claiming those things, if you confess it, you possess it. Therefore, that spirit has a right to be there because you have given them Permission. We give demons permission by the words we speak. How can two walk together except they both agree? I know a lot of times we think of Amos 3 and 3. We're talking about relationships. And you know what? It's, that is still true here. Because are we walking in relationship with demonic activity? When well, we're sitting there and the devil is saying all these negative things to our mind. That's fellowshipping with demons if we don't cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring those demonic thoughts in obedience to the word of God those demons those the devils going to be sitting there just talking away and having his way now your whole personality has shifted and changed and you're in a bad move and we can't figure out why because we've been sitting there supping and fellowshipping with demons. I have a YouTube video on that. Are you fellowshipping with demons? You know, we say, well, I don't like negative. I don't do negative. I don't like being around negative people. But how many of you know that when we sit there and let the devil just put all these negative thoughts in our mind and we don't take authority over it, we're sitting there and we're fellowshipping with a negative demonic spirit. Guard our heart. Be sober. Be alert. Because our adversary, the devil, is going around seeking who he may devour, um, but Galatians five, Galatians five twenty two goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against uh, such there is no law. Um, why is this? Because do you know that love is the fulfillment of the law, and when we walk in love, we not we walk in the spirit, because God is the spirit, right? So it says, when you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But when we walk in love, love is a fulfillment of the law. Because when we walk in love, we're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about trying to keep the the law. It's about walking in love. God said, if you abide in love and, and if you walk in love then God is in you and and we're in God. That's how we can tell is by when we walk in love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. The focus is not on trying not to cuss, trying not to smoke, trying not to do anything. The focus is walking in love because love is the fulfillment of the law. When we walk in love, we're not going to commit adultery. We're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill, rob. We're not going to do any of those things. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. Because love is the fulfillment of the law. All you have to focus on is walking in love. Don't walk, don't be sin conscious. Walk in love. Be love conscious. Because when we're walking in love, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna do those other things. So walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in love. Be led by the spirit. And we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The devil cannot use us when we're walking in love because good is opposite to evil. God is opposite to evil. So he said, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay, so that's a word. That's a word from the word. Remember when I said, when we find a word, find the verb, right? So the Bible said, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what is our part in that? Not to be overcome by evil, but our part is uh, overcome evil with good. That means be kind to people when they're being evil to you. Because remember, when we remember the fight, when we understand the fight, we'll remember, oh, it's not the personal, that's the devil using them. Satan, I rebuke you. Remember when the Lord had to rebuke Peter? When the Lord was telling Peter about how he was going to die? You remember that? He was telling Peter how he was going to die. And he had and 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 uh, the spirit spoke through Peter and said, "Oh no, Lord, that's not going to happen to you." And Jesus had to turn and rebuke Peter, "Satan, get behind me!" Why? Because that was the voice of the devil speaking to him. You're speaking contrary to what I know is true. You're trying. You're, that's contrary to what what's being said. And anytime somebody or something is speaking contrary to the word of God, to the will of God, to the way of God, we have to discern it and know that's not God. This is why we have to renew our mind. Second Corinthians, um, Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we begin to renew our... So that we will know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will. We cannot know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will without knowing his word. What is the will of God? God's word is his will. The word of God is the will of God. God's good, acceptable, and perfect will can be found in his word. Anything outside of God's good, acceptable, and perfect will is not God. That's the devil in there somewhere using the situation. You you know, um hold on, wait a minute, too. There ain't no condemnation in this. Remember when we were growing up as kids and we would say oh they're an instigator. Y'all yeah, remember that I oh, used to say they're instigator. They troublemakers they like to start stuff. Well, this is how I want you to look at the devil. He is an instigator, and he's always trying to start stuff. And he's never, ever, ever up to any good. He comes not, but Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, John 10, 10. I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. But it's the thief. I need you to be aware. I need you to know that it's the devil that steals, okay? It's the devil that kills, okay? It's the devil that destroys, We need to know, we need to understand the fight and recognize the adversary so God is not being blamed for things that the devil is doing. How many of you know that God gets blamed for some of the things that the devil is doing? And so we want to blame God. If it's stealing, killing, and destroying, he didn't kill that loved one. God didn't kill that loved one. If it's killing, stealing, and destroying on this new covenant, God is not doing it. Jesus told us, he said, it's the thief. He said, "I'm come. I come not. I come. I'm the Good Shepherd, and I and I come. I come to give you life and life more abundantly." He said, "But it's the thief. It's the thief that come and not, but to steal, kill and destroy." So Father, um, we repent, Lord God, and we say that we're sorry, because some of us have blamed you for things that the devil did. I don't know about you, but I didn't know that the devil existed you know before i became a believer and after i became a believer i was still ignorant because i I had never been saved before and for me the devil was not real okay i had him as red suit with a pitchfork did not know that he was behind the scenes instigating all the demonic evil things So I blame God for it all, the good, bad, and ugly, because I thought God was over it all and that he did it all. I didn't know anything about it was a thief that come but to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of you today are angry at God because you think that he did it. You think he did that evil thing. You think he killed your family member. You think that he caused you to lose this or that. But that's not true. And you know what? And that's what the devil wants. He wants us to think that God did it. Um, but God didn't do it. He said it's the thief that cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. So I just, I want to, I'm saying this for someone. Someone's going to, is listening on this podcast. And and I want you to know that God loves you. And God is a good shepherd. And he comes not, he comes to give us life and life more abundantly. Read John ten ten for yourself. To see who, who Jesus is. He said, I'm the good shepherd. And I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. God is a giver of life. Let me ask you this. A lot of times we blame God for things that he didn't do, like cancer and sickness and disease. And, and i like to just take a moment out, and I just want to ask this question, and I want you to really think about this. Would you put sickness and disease on your child to teach him a lesson? You know, God did not create us to kill us. God is not trying to kill us. What would be the purpose of creating us? And this New Testament, God did not create us to kill us. He came, He came to die for us, so that we could live. He didn't come to kill us. Would you put sickness and disease on your child to keep teach them a lesson? And know this, we don't have to suffer. By Jesus' stripes, we're already healed. We're not, some people wear sickness as a badge of honor. Let no man say that when he is tempted by evil, that God is tempting him because God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does God tempt anyone with evil. God is not tempting us with evil. Devil, the devil is the tempter. Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. He is a deceiver, he is the God, the small g of this world satan is the god of this world and he is blind the minds of those who don't see he's blind the minds of those who can't hear he's blind the minds of those who, who can't understand he's blind the minds of those who who are living really living in rebellion because um in order to with that that's why correction is so important because without correction we open ourselves up to deception Right, you know what's deception is believing a lie. So when we don't believe the truth, we instantly open ourselves up to we're believing a lie. There's no in between. Well, we're not believing the truth, we're believing a lie. That's what deception is. There's no in between. Jesus said, If you are my, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God's truth sets us free from a lie. God's truth sets us free from a lie. I'm, I'm getting ready to get off here in just a minute, but I want to exhort you, encourage you, and to remind you that God loves you. It was for God so loved the world. John three sixteen tells us that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to know that God loves you and Jesus loves you. And that loved one that died, that was killed or whatever, God didn't do that. And so, Father, we come before you today and we say we're sorry. But you you know what? When Jesus, when they crucified him on the cross, I got to say this. You guys remember when they crucified him on the cross, he looked down on them and he said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they do. How was Jesus able to say that? Because he understood the fight. He understood that these people were were under the influence of the devil. And they didn't know it. He said, forgive them because they don't even know. They don't know that they're being used by the devil. Forgive them, Father. Forgive them. Even then, even when he was on the cross, he was interceding for the loss. He said, Father, forgive them. And you know what? And that's what we can say to each other. And that's what we can say about each other. Father, I forgive them. Because they don't even know that it was the devil that told them to say that. They don't even know it was the devil that had them acting like that. They don't even know. I forgive them. And when we understand the fight, we too can say what Jesus said. Father, forgive them. Because they don't even know what they're doing. It's the devil had them acting like that. They don't. They're not even aware of it. They don't. This is what what it says: be sober and be alert, because your adversary, the devil, he's going around looking for someone to use. He's trying to catch someone off guard. He's catching. He wants to catch someone. You know. I, well, I just gotta say it. I gotta speak my mind. No. That's the devil wants to use you, and he wants to use your voice, and he wants to use our body, so he can express himself in the earth. The devil prefers to use a body. Just like God. He tries to be a copycat. The same way God used people to express himself in the earth is the same way the devil used people to manifest himself and express himself in the earth. But he is bypassing. He is trespassing. Because we've been bought with a price. And the devil, when he comes to us, he is trespassing. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... And some of you have been angry with God because you thought he did it. The devil told you that God did it. The devil said that God allowed it, but God says, whatever we allow, love is choice, not force and warning really always come before destruction. But when we don't heed the voice of the Lord, then we end up following the voice of the serpent. Eve did not heed the voice of the Lord. So she followed the voice of the serpent. How many times have we followed the voice of the serpent and said, God allowed it? Well, God only allows what we allow. He gave us free will. He gave us free choice. And I want to encourage you, exhort you in your mind and say today, let's stop being angry at God because he's a good shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Let God shepherd you. God did not do that. God did not kill your loved one with cancer, with aneurysm, with any type of sickness and disease. He did not create us to kill us. God created us and sent his son to die for us because he loves us. He is a good shepherd. He said, I come that you might have life, not death. I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. But then Jesus said, but it's the thief. Jesus said this. He said, "It's the thief that coming. Not first, he comes to steal. He comes to steal the word, because if he can steal the word, he can kill the vision. He can kill your hope, and then if he can kill your, kill your faith, and if he can do all that, then he can definitely destroy you. Because it's like being in a war with no hope, no word, no weapon. Would you, would you destroy your children's house with a tornado? That's not love." God is love. Would you do those things to your loved one? God is not doing that to his either. Let's place the blame where it belonged. The devil did that, not God. God is a good, good father. And let's not settle in that sickness thinking that we're suffering for Christ's sake. Because God is not getting the glory out of that. Hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. I'm just trying to bring some things to life because the violent take it by force and we're going to have to have aggressive faith. We're going to to be really violent with our faith and we're going to have to be intentional in speaking the word and resisting the devil. How many of you know the Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to those that are humble. Therefore, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, resist the devil and he will have to flee. So how do we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God? Every time we yield to God's word, every time we say, Lord, I'm not going to do what my flesh want. I'm going to do what you want. That's submitting. Every time we come up under God's word, every time we are obedient to what God say, we submit ourselves to God's way. And when we say yes to God, I want you to get this and I'm getting ready to end it. But every time we say yes to God, we say no to the devil. Mm. Every time we, that's how we resist them. Every time we say yes to God, we're resisting to del- the devil. So I like, let's rebel against hell because God is a good shepherd and the plans that he had for us are good for God. he proved his love to us when we were yet sinners. He sent his only son, Jesus to die for us. So father, we come before you today, this day. And we say that we're sorry, Father, because we did not know. We did not know. Some of us have blamed him for loved ones dying and loved ones being killed and we blamed him for doing evil when he said he was good and 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 Father, we ask that you forgive us. Like Jesus prayed for us on the cross, Father, forgive them cuz they don't know. What kind of love What is it that a man would even lay down? He would lay down and die and give his life for a friend. God gave his only son. What else is is there that he will not freely give us that's good? Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. It's so important that we can distinguish the difference between good and evil that we're able to discern good and evil. Good is God and evil is not. Okay? Evil is the devil and good is God. Let's put blame in the proper place. We're going to blame the devil for it. We're going to bind him and, and 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 loose him and let him go. I'm not saying the devil makes anyone do anything. Unless a person is demon possessed, the devil don't physically make us. But he, he is an evil influence. You see how he influenced... Eve, the devil never physically did anything to Eve. He just used his words to entice her, to seduce her. And that's the same thing he's doing now. How many know there's nothing new under the sun? What's going on now has already been done. The situation and circumstances may be a little different. But the demonic spirit behind the scene, he's still there instigating the entire thing. I just want you to know that the devil is an instigator in the same way you wouldn't let someone push you around in the natural the same way you wouldn't let somebody come up in your house and tear up stuff and destroy stuff that's the same way we have to be spiritually speaking we have to be spiritual we have to do spiritually and say devil get out of my house you can't have my children you can't have my cat my dog you can't have my friends you can't have nothing and I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus because you have got to submit to the authority by the powers that's invested in us right now in the name of Jesus Satan I command you to go to loose God's people and Holy Spirit I thank you for taking the blinders lifting the blinders right now as your, this word this rhema word has, has illuminated has brought light to the mist to darkness in our lives has brought light to the to those father who have blamed you for doing evil When it was a devil all along behind the scenes, it was a devil who got in that person and told them to kill their loved one. Or, you know, it was where maybe we didn't listen and we got in that car when you told us to turn left and we turned right. We're sorry, God, for not listening to you. But you told us to come to you as a child. You told us to acknowledge you in all our ways and you promised to direct our path. So, Father, we repent and we say we're sorry because you are a good God, not an evil God, And we'll be mindful, Father. Your word will not return void. We will be sober. and We will be alert. And we will be conscious of the thoughts that we think. So we can cast down those evil imaginations. And uh, Father, we ask that you just bring this word back to your remembrance. So when the devil comes in, we'll be quick to recognize him. For you are a good shepherd. You do not come to kill. Our God does not come to steal. And our God does not come to destroy. So if if it's killing, stealing, and destroying, it's not our Father God at work. That's not love. That's not love. Killing, stealing, and destroying is not love. And let's not try to explain it. Quit trying to explain killing, stealing, and destroying as if God had anything to do with it. He said, whatever you allow on earth, he will have to allow in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And, and one translation says, aloud Love is choice, not force. God will not override our will. If we want to go against him, he will let us go against him. But if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. God has good things in store for us. God is for us. He did not create us to destroy us. He created us and sent his son to die for us because he loved us. God is love. And if you're thinking in your mind that he's he's using this evil to teach us a lesson, yes, we can learn lessons. You know, I always say I refuse to go through anything and not learn something. But God is not using evil to tempt us or to teach us anything. It's Jesus said in this world, we're going to have some trouble. Why are we going to have tribulations? In this world, we're going to have tribulations. Why? Because Satan is the God of this world. In this world, we're going to have some trouble. We got sin in this world and we can't control everything and everybody around us. And this is why I say we're the main subject of our own life story because I am responsible for my own behaviors. The devil don't make me do nothing. If I do something, I choose to because I'm not demon possessed. The devil is a liar. And so when he uses us, we need to just say we're sorry. And let's do better next time. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be so blessed. Be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And until tomorrow... I'll talk to you. Please share this podcast. Be blessed and be encouraged.